It's just funny. It's, it's funny, you know, the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how. Come here, come here, though. Yeah, he's crazy, see? Who are you? Gentlemen, thanks for thanks for tuning into the Berardo podcast. I, of course, am your host Tony Berardo, and with me for the third or fourth time, uh, Mr. EJ Nieves. What up, EJ? What's up, man? You know, I pre- I always appreciate you saying my name right. <laughs> <laughs> I just you you got the inflection and everything with it. Uh, and I think I say this every episode. But it's because my name gets butchered so much. I just appreciate it when I hear it said correctly. <laughs> no doubt, man. My pleasure. And I think it's because uh, the wife is Spanish. So if I fuck up your name, then I get my yeah. balls chopped <laughs> off. So, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Nadi, thanks. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate you. Oh, for sure. We don't know what we're going to talk about. Okay, folks. But I know it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, we're, we're using Zoom, which we typically don't use a lot. Yeah. So it, the only thing I hate about Zoom with a passion is, well, I hate doing these things virtually. So next time we've already committed, you're coming here live next time. Oh, That's it. Live. It's going to be a whole different experience. It might even be kind of radical where if we like promote it, maybe yeah. we'll like pick a nice day and we can do a live painting in my backyard. We'll cook up some pizza. Ooh. Maybe like a Ninja Turtle Bro, get out of my head. I was just about to say, if somehow, some way we can make this about Ninja Turtles, I don't, I know the only big thing coming is Shredder's Revenge, and that's kind of happening soon. So it will be in the back end of Shredder's Revenge. But yes. It's okay. <laughs> Let's yeah. do it. And I can even, I don't know if you have, can I, we can either do like something with Little Caesars or Pizza Hut or something like that, but we'll use my pizza or we could just like get a blank. Uh, pizza pie, you know, maybe we do a couple, maybe we do a couple of those. You know what? I like that. Let's do a couple blank pizza boxes. We'll yeah. put your pizza in the blank one, my painting on. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be a whole thing. Yes. I love that. We'll do it. We'll do it live. We'll promote on IG. Uh, you know, we'll set up yeah. shit outside. Like we'll make it look legit. Maybe we'll bring, bring fucking Magnum out here and he could, do his fucking magic too. Maybe we'll make a fucking event out of it. That'd be kind of rad. Okay. Now that we're in this vein, can we please put <laughs> pizza company? Okay. And we have a shirt. <laughs> we get our shirts made. I got a couple connections. Tony's pizza or Barato. I don't know. Pizzeria. Pizza, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. We'll figure it out. We'll figure my it guy, out. I already got signs in my backyard that say Barato Pizzeria. Oh, okay. Then we're done. Gonna- Okay, yeah. then we're gonna put that. We're gonna put that on the shirt. We're gonna put that on the box, and then I'm gonna paint on top of it. It's gonna be awesome. My my man, yeah. I mean, we were voted the number one pizzeria in Apollo Beach, actually. Let's... What? Yeah. Well, I mean, me and Brenda are the only ones that voted, but hey, we voted, I mean, yeah. you still got the you still got the prize, so we're good. Yeah, <laughs> it's happening, guys. This is gonna be awesome. We literally yeah, this is gonna be had a, a vision meeting, a vision board meeting here, right? Live it's, in front of everyone. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, things happen. Things, things happen. happen. This podcast. So, uh, so we want to talk about a lot of things, but uh, one thing because it's fresh in my mind is you saw Top Gun. Oh yeah, I, I saw it twice, and I'm gonna Ooh. watch. It. Yeah. So. I, th- I think, is that a Paramount? That's a Paramount flick, right? 
I believe so. Yeah, because Top Gun, I think they dropped it on Paramount. Yeah. Uh, so, like part one. Yeah. Yeah. Netflix as well, but. Well, because I mean, I'm hoping that eventually it'll be on Paramount Plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm gonna watch. You know, there's those movies that you just watch in the background, or you just listen to in the background while you're, li- you know, you're cleaning the house or you're getting things done or you're making some pizza in the backyard. You yeah. know. Now I'm gonna share mine. You gotta share what yours are. So I have a couple movies like that. My um, Dark Knight, Three Hundred, and Napoleon Dynamite. Those movies, they're just on in my house for no reason at any given time. It doesn't matter what's happening they're just in the background like background noise i can I t- tell you the lines of those all those movies like the back of my hand what about you i love it yeah you have those kind of movies i, I yeah i do i mean dark knight is definitely one of them for sure um anything comic book related i'll throw on there uh yeah. if it's a superhero movie uh you know like now netflix has the amazing spider-man so i love that trending which hard yeah, which is which is interesting. I don't know what Tony's doing. Maybe Sony's trying to work out a deal or something with Netflix because they're bombing. That'd be interesting. Oh, man, don't um, get me started, but that's. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna get your thoughts on a couple of things too. But me, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a series guy. Like I always have. So like New Girl, which I oh. love. That's always on. Friends is always on before I go to bed. Um, Seinfeld's always on. Any comedy special, I usually like to have oh. in the background because I'm, you know. I'm a podcast guy, obviously by nature. So if I do anything, it'll be a, a podcast on YouTube because I'll actually hear it and listen to it. Yep. Um, or I might just throw it on my, you know, throw on my YouTube on my phone or something and have something playing. But yeah, That's I mean, awesome. there's a, there's a lot of movies out there. Definitely Dark Knight's one of them. I like uh, like Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay. That's always that's always going. <laughs> uh, when I like background stuff, I usually like comedies because if it's anything that I actually enjoy. Like the dark night just recently I was cleaning the house and I had it on, on my big tree upstairs and I'm cleaning our media room. We have like this theater room yeah. and I'm cleaning the media room doing this thing. And that's where I have like my, uh, Phillips hue lights and it's synced up with oh nice the actual TV. So, but it's a gradient light. Oh. So like, for instance, if you're watching star Wars and the lightsaber starts at the bottom and goes up, <laughs> the light will follow it around the TV. Yo, that's sick gnarly bro it was about a 500 dollars setup but i would pay a thousand for it it's so disgusting wow. so i had the dark night and it was cranking and i'm cleaning and i'm vacuuming and stuff and i'm like i can't hear the dark night you know because it was the introduction of heath ledger not yeah. on the bus scene but in the mob and once he walks in he goes ah 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 and then once he does that i'm like hold on let me turn off the vacuum let me fucking let yeah. me just sit and watch. Next thing you know, two and a half hours later, I finished the <laughs> so it's <laughs> I've done that before. That's a rough, that's a rough one, yeah. <laughs> you know, movies are good. I know that you know we we kind of talked a little bit before the show about what we're going to talk about, and you know, hey, maybe we just kind of organically uh, introduce what we're going to be talking about because you know, movies. I don't know, man. Movies are just they're great. You know, mm. I am a movie head. Now, and yeah. when I say that, it's not that I'm versed in every genre that, you know, I know, you know, character names and, and actors and, you know, their names and their background stories. So it's not at that level. But what I do mean is that, like, I love the movie experience. Yeah. I have a Regal subscription. Nice. And I'll watch one or two movies a week, man. 
there, there, there's been times where I'll watch, you know, three movies a week because it's just, I just like the experience of grabbing the popcorn or the, the mm-hmm. slushy or the Slurpee and, and, you know, sitting down, getting nestled in. My favorite is going to an empty movie theater that I, I love it. I do that all the time. I go to a matinee all the time and it's yeah. just, or just me and a random person three rows over. And you'll have that moment where you're just like, you know, they might look back or you might, you know, you might chuckle at the same time. Yeah. You're like, Oh, I just had an experience with a random stranger, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I love it's, the movie experience, man. It's such a cool thing. This is a cool thing. It is. No, there's something special about it for sure. And I mean, in fact, I was just talking to, uh, uh about this with a buddy of mine. And it, so I think there was a, I'm trying to remember the exact movie. Um, it might've been Spider-Man No Way Home, but there was one movie in particular where it was like the first time I went on a weekend, uh, since the pandemic, of course. And I'm trying to remember, cause during the pandemic, I think like maybe like a year in, maybe like 2001, I might've watched a movie, but it was like a Wednesday, mm-hmm. you know, and we did it on purpose because we didn't want the theater to yeah. be packed. Yeah. And that's when they were still doing the, um, every seat is empty in between a couple. Right. Um, so I did, but I think Spider-Man No Way Home might've been the first one that I went that was on like a opening night packed. Yes. But of course it's very memorable, right? Probably one of the greatest comic book movies ever. And then of course the Batman, which I won't talk too much about because I know we've geeked out about that. And I've talked about that uh, at nauseum, but those since then, I feel like I'm on this, like, um, this, perfect run of seeing movies in in theater that I don't want to see at home. Mm. And I don't know if that's because maybe I'm I've I haven't seen movies in theaters recently as yeah. much and it's almost like uh I don't know when you when you don't have alcohol for like 2 months and then you take that first sip and you're like this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> maybe I'm having that feeling with theaters, but during the pandemic, the whole point of this is during the pandemic, I told myself it's better to stream and I'm never going to go back to the movies again. Okay. Until I saw fucking Top Gun Maverick in theaters, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, there, there is that movie. Not only was it meant for the theater, yep. but there's, it, it reminded me. And again, I go back to Spider-Man No Way Home might've been my first one. And that's a, you know, that's a great, but that's, I have to take myself out of it because I'm such a nerd that even if it sucked, that the Batman, I would have said it was the greatest thing ever in theaters because I'm just that type of person where I'm so biased to those characters that even if it sucked, I would tell my friends that it was the greatest thing ever. But Top Gun, even though I was a fan and I grew up watching it, that's, I think, the first movie since the pandemic, correct me if I'm wrong, where it literally, it almost, it almost fired up all your senses, like your yep. look, your smells, uh, your your flashbacks of childhood, nostalgia, uh, emotion, heart. I mean, it was like everything all in one movie. Yep. And you could not get that experience at home the way it was portrayed. No, I, I left the first time. I immediately jumped on Facebook, called it a masterpiece. You know, and, and it's funny. People will, you know, don't ruin the movie for me, blah, blah. And I'm like, guys, you should know me by now. You know, on social media, I don't I don't ruin movies. 
Will I say that it's a masterpiece? Will I say that it it wasn't good? Maybe, but I'm not going to tell you why. I'm not going to give you the why. But when I say that that movie was a masterpiece, it's it's because of everything you just shared. And brother, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've cried at a movie in in, in, in public, you know, like, like holding back tears. And, you know, I think the last time that I did was, you know, Spider-Man when our boys jumped through the, you know, the, the, the time war. And I was like, wow, this is really happening. Um, yeah. Really All happening. The rumors are true. Yeah. Boys are together and it's happening. So I did cry there yeah. a little bit. I shut it to sure. But Top Gun, I, I was, I was holding back crying. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, they did it just so great. And the story was so good in the flashback. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, Spider-Man Away Home, like the Aunt May, Yes. thing marissa tomei Ooh. so that got me like i was completely full of water in my eyes yes um but top gun maverick per, i don't know if it was the first time in that movie it, it might have been the first emotional piece but when he was at the bar yep spoiler alert but when rooster was playing the piano yes and Tom Cruise was looking outside the window. Ooh. It wasn't like a Spider-Man No Way Home teary-eyed. And I looked at my wife and I was like, because Spider-Man No Way Home, I was like, wow, that was fucking deep, man. Yeah. Right? And you're kind of like teary-eyed. But at Top Gun Maverick during that scene, it was one of those. <laughs> like it yeah. was. That. <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah. Sorry, trying to find a camera. Whatever that is. That. Whatever that that, that word is. I don't know what that word is, but that's that what that is. is you're. Okay, well, not ugly cry because you're holding it back, but it's like, right. yeah, that and that, bro. When he was looking in, and the love interest was looking at him, it was this moment. It was this beautiful cinematic triangle of emotion of man, you know, like it was just a triangle of emotion because even his love interest was looking out the window, catching right. that moment. She knew what was happening. It was, it was wild. It might have been my favorite non dogfight scene in that movie yeah like because what i loved most about it was it was probably like a four minute scene yeah. it was a relatively long emotional scene yes but it was the slow build-up he walks outside he walks away from the bar yep he hears it yep. hears the song comes then back. he turns he comes back he turns and he looks kind of <laughs> like peeking like is someone playing the jukebox what is that and yep. then he looks and realizes it's a person and then there's about a 10 second flash of goose yep. from the original but then the other three minutes are all tom cruise then rooster then the love interest penny tom cruise the, it was just it was a long build up yeah. of emotion and that's kind of like the first 20 30 seconds you're like "Ooh, this is this is intense and then like after a minute you're like and then the third minute, you're like, <laughs> like, <laughs> and you know, uh, again, you're talking movies. So it's like not a lot of movies do that. And not a lot of right. movies really take that time to just let you sit in it. And that's why I love Tarant- Tarantino films. He lets you sit yeah. in it, whatever it is. If it's cringy, right. he's going to let you sit in that cringe for six minutes and in a movie six minutes of cringe or awkwardness or silence or emotion it's i don't want to get meta with this but like i'm gonna have to it's like 
it's almost like where we're at with society. Like we're so, we're so microwave. Like we, we so, yeah. we want it now, you know, we want it now, whatever it is. We want the money now. We want the relationship now, the love now, the this now I want, you know, I want whatever. So in movies, so true. a lot of times because our society wants things now, it, it does feel kind of offset, off-putting yeah. to be in a moment to, to relish a moment right. for more than 30 seconds to a minute. And like you said, that was like a four minute, you were in it. And if you started to cry, this is the crazy thing about movies. So you'll have that moment where you're well up, right? But yep. then the scene will cut. Cool. We're good. Everything's back to normal. We're on the beach playing football. No, no, no. You're going to uh-huh. sit in it. And that welling up of water is going to start coming down because we're giving you five minutes of this. Exactly. And it, and, it, oh, it was good. And bro, I love uh, I love the the aspects of what you're saying with uh, you know encapsulate encapsulating kind of like where society is now because yeah. that is true when you think about it. Not only is our attention span so quick, yep. but <laughs> you look at it if you really boil it down take movies out of the equation in the theaters from the time you get up in the morning, mm-hmm. you got to go to work. You yeah. got to get your caffeine, right? You got to look at your phone. And then when you're on your phone, you're skipping ads. Yep. You're, you're scrolling through like everything's so quick. And I'm even finding myself, uh, like Hulu is Hulu is the only one I think I, I don't pay for. I watch the ads, but I'm finding myself now, I'm conscious of it now, so I'm trying to watch more ads. But yeah. when Hulu pops up on an ad, I get upset. Mm. Those ads are a minute and a half I have to wait. That's it. That's it. And I get so upset. It pops up and I'm like, why does I have to do that? And then, But now I'm conscious of it, so now I'm like, watch yeah. the ad. Maybe it'll be something cool. It's geo-targeted. Maybe I'll enjoy the ad. Let's just watch it together. And I'm trying to soak it because people, they're always so quick to just go to the next thing, like you yeah. said. So when it comes to a movie, that's why a lot of people, my dad even was giving me shit last night, matter of fact, because uh, he finally watched the Batman at home on HBO Max. And I was so upset at him because he watched in two shifts and and him and his wife and uh and they told me yesterday because i told them it was better than dark knight yeah and um i didn't say it was a better movie than the dark knight specifically i even did it on a podcast where the batman is the best batman movie ever um the dark knight is a better film yeah but i don't look at it like a superhero film even though it is and it changed the genre for sure but the dark knight to me was all about heath ledger Yep. He stole that movie, um, and if you look at the Batman as a whole and the actual character of it, and you appreciate the comics, the detective aspect, and you understand that that's year two as Batman, and the sequel is going to be better, the trilogy is going to be even more better. Like if you could take take a moment and just reflect on where that is, you know. And a lot of people can't really grasp that because they're like, "Well, the Dark Knight is the." Bro, did you know there was a movie before The Dark Knight? It was called Batman Begins, and it wasn't as good. Yeah, I know. So if you look at that trilogy as a whole, yes, it's great. But if I take two of the movies, one in the beginning, Batman Begins, and then Dark Knight Rises, and I subtract them and divide them with The Dark Knight, it's it's like .05. Like, it's a decent trilogy. 
But the only yep. thing that made it great was The Dark Knight. If you look at the Batman as a whole, it's a better Batman movie. Nice. And my dad's busting my balls about it. And I'm like, Dad, did you see it in the theaters? He's like, no, I saw it at HBO Max. I go, exactly. That's that's like a Top Gun Maverick, man. That's like a Spider-Man No Way Home. You have to see that in theater to appreciate when the rain is trickling on yeah. your left side, right? And then you hear Robert, Robert Pattinson's voice saying, thumb drive. Like when you, <laughs> and that's a whispering and then Gordon's on the other side and, you know, you're hearing all these sounds and it's almost like you can smell things even though you can't. Like when you're in that zone, yeah, it's a different thing, man. We're going to take a quick break from today's episode to introduce you to one of our sponsors, Meet Cute Box. Meet Cute Box is a themed date night box with unique items from small businesses around the world. Every box is handmade based on your membership profile, so you and your partner have a new surprise each month. When you order a Meet Cute Box, you answer some questions about yourself and your relationship to get your perfectly curated box. Every relationship is special, and Meet Cute thinks your box should be too. That's why they will never mass produce their crates. Each box is handmade for love with love. Each box is filled with products valued up to $100, but memberships start at only $29.99. To learn more about these boxes or order one yourself, head to meetcutebox.com and receive a box as early as next week. And you know, this man, I know, again, I don't want to get too just, you know, just spurt off uh, of different and go on tangents, but it... Let's do it. That's what the Berardo podcast is all about, bud. So this is a cool conversation, right? Because I think about where we're heading, Okay. Um, in regards to the metaverse and and where we're heading with VR, um, AR. I'm actually more excited about AR, you know, augmented reality than VR, because augmented reality, we're still gonna be in reality. We're just gonna have things floating around us because we're gonna have whether they bring back Google Glass or you know, Apple Glass or you know, the Ray Bans, they got smart glasses now and whatever, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm more excited about. Uh, augmented reality than virtual reality and and here's why because like you're saying there's things that when you experience them in person it it, there's just something about it that's why movies like as much as man transformers gets pooped on and trashed on there's movies like transformers when you watch it on a tv even if you have an 80 inch screen tv with surround sound okay there is nothing, okay? And I remember watching, oh my gosh, people are going to probably cancel me for this. The last Star Wars in the trilogy, the last one, okay? Yeah. Um, I watched that in on iDrive, the biggest IMAX theater in Central Florida, okay? This thing is, I, it like wraps around. It's like Soren, you know? Have you been there? Soren? No. Well, no, no. Have you, have you been to the IMAX experience? In Orlando, no, no. biggest screen uh-huh. in Central Florida. It's like Soren, like the huge screen that wraps around you. So the, it's a peripheral view of a movie. The screen is so large. It is oh, crazy. If you've never gone, I'll send you the link. You yeah. need to experience this. It, it is the largest IMAX experience in Central Florida. Anyway, I watched Star Sick. Wars on it. And there's just something about watching a movie how i believe like the director like when you think of a human being saying this is how i want people to experience it and then you experience it in that way it's like 1917 
the like the director of that film wanted you guys to experience it in the movie theater. That's why like war movies, you no you matter have to, what yeah. it gets, it doesn't matter. War movies, if you're a war movie person, you need to watch those movies in the movie theater because they're yeah. larger than life. Like Jurassic Park's coming. That movie's gonna be larger than life. They're gonna be closing. Well, you know, as they're sharing, I don't know if they're closing the trilogy or just closing it all together, but either way, yeah. Jurassic Park, and I'll go back to Top Gun real quick. I watched Top Gun the Tuesday night, right? Regal had an early, early special event. I watched it Tuesday night. It came out Thursday, you know, Friday, but Thursday or whatever. I watched it on Tuesday, packed house. I, it made me feel like a kid again. I remember going to uh, Transformers movies, right? Trans. I remember, I mean, even at Twilight. I remember when movies were big and larger than life and the movie theaters were packed to the brim inside and outside. I would go to the movies and it would just be a flood of people. And Top Gun was like that. Spider-Man was like that. The Batman was right. like that. And I was like, guys, I think, I think we're back. I think, we're, sure. I think we're back to the movies for sure. And, you know, let's, let's give it up again, just talking uh, about uh, Maverick. So Tom Cruise as a whole, you know, you could bust his chops all you want about Scientology and being a whack job. And, <laughs> but a lot of people don't know. So, you know, he's turning 60 next month. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And first of all, let's talk about that for three seconds. <laughs> So his not only is he sixty, he looks like he's forty. Yep. But y- did you know his birthday is on July third? Did not know that. He was born before America. This <laughs> motherfucker is an animal, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if that's his actual birthday. I mean, that's what it says on his on his yeah. Wikipedia profile. But it's so interesting how literally, if it was July fifth, it wouldn't be as funny. But July third, he is such a mega mastermind that he was born the day before independence day i mean that's fantastic it's fantastic you know so but 60 bro and that dude has done so many great things for film uh over his years and there's not a whole lot of bad movies that he's been in exactly i can't i can't think of a lot i can't think of a lot and and and, you know i mean i don't know this isn't a spoiler because it's a trailer i mean there's a new mission impossible coming out i mean oh yeah part one Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so Reboot. there's two Mission Impossibles coming, and my yeah. man is 60 years old, still jumping out of helicopters because yeah. he does his own stunts. Oh, speaking of which, do you want to know a fun fact that I pulled for this podcast? What's up? So the director, um, Joseph Kaczynski, I think is how you pronounce his name, um, but he also did Oblivion, I believe, for uh, him and Tom Cruise did that together. You know, Tony Scott was, a lot of people don't know, Tony Scott was the original director in Top Gun. Um, unfortunately, he, uh, I believe he committed suicide back what? in 2000-something, uh, 2012 or so. Um, but Joseph Krasinski kind of took over and did an unbelievable job. I mean, to me, this was like, it felt like it was five years after the original Top Gun. It was very, it was very nostalgic. The cinematography obviously was upped massively. Yeah. <laughs> And it was built for IMAX versus like the 86 version was not. Yeah. Um, but it, it felt very Top Gunny. It wasn't like a lot of people probably are going into this being like, oh, it's going to be like Mission Impossible or it's going to be like World of Worlds where Tom Cruise is going to take on an army of 10 people. Yeah. Uh, and there was even one scene. I don't know if you remember, but him and Miles Tyler, spoiler alert, 
but when they get into the enemy territory yep. and they're on, they're on foot yep. and they see like a war base, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh, bro, they're going to make this so fucking Tom Cruise. Yes. He's going to, right? I thought the same. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to walk up him and Miles, Miles Tyler's going to be scared. Tom Cruise is going to whip out a couple nine millimeters and pop a couple guys like John Wick. He ran like a scared little bitch because yeah. he's a fighter pilot. He is not Mission Impossible. He is not a fucking John Wick. He is a fighter pilot and has never held a gun on screen, at least in this movie. We don't know what he did off off camera, but his character is a fighter pilot. And they yeah. treated it as such, even though he could have done so many things in that scene, but they ran away. And I looked at that and I was like, fucking Tony Scott would be proud of that because that was like very 80s. Yeah. You know, you know, we're going to press in. You're going to have to put an alert or something on this episode for anybody that hasn't seen a Maverick because I got to press in on this. OK, Talk that me. moment. OK, when he's behind the stump and the freaking helicopter comes around the corner and I'm like, I thought the same thing. I'm like, is this Joker going to like, you know, I don't know, Tom, you know, Mission Impossible, his way to, to shoot down this helicopter. And he doesn't. And it's like, it's just so real. And I, there refreshing, were, I, very refreshing. I was bracing myself. Right. I was having that Tony Stark getting stabbed. Is this where we say goodbye to mm-hmm. Iron Man moment? And there was a couple moments in Maverick that you have that moment and you're like, wow, is this how we're going to say goodbye? And man, they did such a good job. Like I said, he'd be proud and, and you know, he, he wasn't, I'll just leave it there. I mean, I know we've kind yeah. of, proud. and if, at this one, if you guys are rocking with us, hopefully if you've watched Maverick because, you, you know, need it's, to, yeah. I'll, it's just yeah, such a, Right. They didn't make him out to be some, hey, you know, oh, out of nowhere, he can just shoot 35 enemy people without anything and jump here and do this and, yeah. you know, jump off of a cliff. No, it, it was real. It, it was real. And, you know, again, this is it. I got a couple of buddies that are in the Navy. And of course, there are some plot holes and things like that. I'm going to have them on uh, the show just that we can debunk some things, which would be interesting. But um, as a whole, it was very real, according to them. You know, there was a lot. That's how you know, Navy SEALs, or not Navy SEALs rather, but, you know, fighter pilots as a whole that are in the Navy are not trained to do that type of stuff. You know, that's not what their role is. You know, they stay in their lane. Of course, there's some type of training, but, you know, they're not capable of that type of stuff, and nor do they want to. That's not their job. Uh, The Navy is very strict on what your job is. And uh, I I thought that was very interesting because I did not expect it. And that, again, just tells us where our heads are Yes. as a culture because we look at every big screen or we look at every scene like that and we're like oh yeah fuck it take down the helicopter with yeah. fucking one shot but <laughs> yeah it, we need to get back a little bit more to like what movies are and i think tom cruise did just an unbelievable job bringing the realism to it and uh doing the the sequel justice now if they come out with another sequel i'm gonna be upset i think yeah um I think even that- though i'm sure it'll be i'm sure it'll be good but I don't know. I think that, yeah, they should leave it right there. And it was just fantastic. What a way to end it. I can, I can see how they can, if they wanted to, but sure. I think right now they leave it here. It's who it's strong. And it's, yeah. a, it's I mean, a, maybe a legacy. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Maybe if you do like a kind of a Rocky and Creed thing where Tom Ooh. Cruise passes the buck to miles, yeah. Tyler, I could see that a little bit. Uh, but Tom Cruise does not 
be, need to be in a big movie. Um, what I what I did like about this though is, you know, it was called Top Gun Maverick, right? Yeah. And a lot of people I think went into it saying, oh, it is going to be more of like a passing the buck to Miles Taylor and and Miles Taylor and all those guys. It was not. I mean, this was a Maverick movie. It yep. was all about Maverick. Yep. And fun fact, even though I said this 20 minutes ago, but here's the fun fact that I, I pulled for this. So according to the director, uh, at the insistence of Tom Cruise, there is absolutely no green screen or CGI aerial shots in the film. And even the close-up of cockpit shots are taken during real in-flight sequences. This is meant uh, for much of the cast as well as they undergo extensive G-force training sessions to prepare for this and that their bodies can physically withstand the demands of G-force pressures during the flights. Because yeah, you you see, okay, yeah, the, the Gs, you you see it. It's almost You see like, their faces, for sure. Faces. And it's like, <laughs> it's almost, I mean, I don't want to say embarrassing, but it's like, it's almost like. Not flattering, it's for sure. It's like, it's because it's so real. It's almost like, wow, like this is how. And kudos, kudos to the cast. I know that Tom Cruise does his own stunts. I don't know about anybody else on, on you know, the staff or on the crew, but of course you have stunt women, stunt men. So whoever. Mm-hmm. Or whoever the people were that were in these vehicle, in the vehicle, these airplanes, and they were feeling the G's and doing what they were doing. Kudos to them for being filmed, doing it. It was so raw, you know. Oh, wow. it, you know that wasn't acting. That was no. I am in an airplane doing G's, and this is what you get. I'm not pretending to do anything. I'm not pretending yeah. to be a pilot. I am a pilot. Yeah. <laughs> well, wonderful. And and from what I uh, continue to uh, to read on this uh, after I watched it, because I was like, dude, that shit looks so real, right? Yeah. So not only is there no CGI or green screens, but when you know, Tom Cruise apparently flew most of the planes himself when he was in it, so yeah. that's actually his movements. That's cool. And he's actually flying, but when you see like Miles Tyler and the other actors, yeah, they're also in the planes, but they're in the back seat. And there's actual naval or navy fighty, fighter pilots that are actually doing it for them. So cool. the camera's positioned so it looks like it's them flying, but really, so they're still in the passenger seat in the back. Okay, which is gnarly. Yeah, and that just goes to tell you. I mean, the the commitment to the and this is why we go back to movies, right? Movies as a whole. The yeah. whole idea behind this is that deserves to be in the movie theater because. Yeah. The amount of um, sacrifice, the blood, the sweat, the tears, the time that they put into it, it doesn't deserve for me to wait six months and then watch it on my fucking couch like a fat ass and eat potato chips. That deserves for me to go in and spend 20 bucks a ticket because a a large portion of that goes in the uh, movie theaters and the directors and all that. But of course, a lot of that is going to the actors as well. So, you know, it's like we're going to get better in movies and the more money that these movies make the more monies that, you know, producers and, and studios will put in to making movies. But if we get rid of the movie theaters, I mean, have you seen Netflix original movies? Yeah, they're great, but I know, I mean, come on, man, there's something you just can't compare it to going to a theater and the production value, I think of Netflix is going to decrease because I heard after their stocks plummeted and you know, all yeah. the issues they're dealing with, I don't think we're going to see a bunch of 
crazy movies coming out, except The Gray Man. The Gray Man looks dope. Have you seen a trailer for that? Yeah, I haven't seen it. Uh, the trailer, I definitely want to get into that. Yeah, you know, you need to check that out. You know, uh, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans, man, two studs. How can you go wrong with that? I know. And, you know <laughs> we're kind of going into going into Netflix real quick, but I do want to say one more thing about the movie experience. You know, it's like yes. you just. You just can't. It's it's humanity, man. And I don't. I, I just. I know. I get meta, and I know I get like empathy and, and compassionate, you know, or whatever, whatever you want to call it. But it's humanity, bro. Like yeah. it's it's literally me. I don't know you, and we're sitting next to each other watching a movie. There might be a moment where I look over and and you're laughing. I'm laughing. I'm crying. You're crying. There's been times where I've high fived a stranger. Because it just, we're watching this and it's happening. What we desired, what we anticipated, what we uh, theoried about, what we researched for months about, it's happening, you know? Yeah. Um, Doctor Strange, you know, I, I have my thoughts on it. I, I liked it. I didn't love it. You know, you, we saw a spoiler alert. You see the Illuminati and you're like, whoa. Like, I was looking at strangers like this. Like, I was like, are you seeing what I'm seeing? This yep. is happening. And, and by the way, sorry to interrupt, but I didn't even see Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. I, so, I ha- well, and you could give I'm me a spoil. That's fine. No, no, no. I don't care. But <laughs> I, because I already kind of know, I already know what's going to happen because I spoiled it myself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, only because people kept talking about it. But you know, with I've just been so busy. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to pick everything of what I need to see. Like I'm seeing Jurassic World tonight. Opening really? Up. Fuck yeah, bro. 5 p.m. right after work, and it's the first thing I'm doing with my life, bro. And I'm about you know to that's it. Watch it tonight too. Then bump that. If it, oh my you, guy, where are you watching Regal or? Uh, I think AMC. it's uh, AMC Riverview. It's the one. Man, I'm Brandon, on my yeah. Regal app and see if there's an early because I've been talking to people, you know, here in Ocala and everybody. Yeah. I don't know. I don't see again. I'm the kind of guy. No, bump that. I'm I'm watching it. I'm doing. Fuck yeah. I'm doing the thing. So yeah. yeah. I'm, I got a five o'clock dinner, and then after that, I'm watching Jurassic World if it's available. Crank it, bro. We can geek out about it tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. you know, again, that's that's one of those ones where uh, a lot of people might not appreciate it because yeah. of um, you know where we're at with it. Yeah. But I, I I I like how they did it because again, going back to Top Gun, so that movie I grew up with. Same thing with Jurassic Park. Yep. So. Jurassic Park was probably and might be the best. I would probably say the best CGI movie uh, of my childhood because it was really the first. Yeah. You know, it was the first of its kind. And it combined CGI with animatronics and it did it in a way that was so real and so ballsy. And they put yeah. so much money into it and they didn't know how it was going to go. And then it ends up being this cult classic where, you know, it gets a sequel like The Lost World, which was not bad. Jeff Goldwyn, I think, is just the man, so yeah. I'll watch anything he's in. And then you get Jurassic Park 3, and that was like Sam Neill. And again, I loved his character. I He was probably my favorite character in that movie because I like the kind of like Indiana Jones capabilities, but he doesn't want to do it because <laughs> he's smart, right? Like Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones is like, I know all this, right? Like I'm an archaeologist, I'm doing but fuck that, I'm... Yeah. I'm going to do it. I, you know, I'm going to chase. I'm going to go down this cave where Sam Neill in Jurassic Park is like, I know everything. The tracks are going this way. Let's go the opposite way. So I enjoyed his character on that aspect. 
And that was like, that third one was like, fuck, man, they just fucked it up. You know, it wasn't bad, but, eh. <laughs> and then what I really enjoyed was Jurassic World. Yes. Because yeah. it took something, again, like Maverick, it took something where it made it a sequel, but it was its own thing, but it still paid homage in so many great ways to the original and then it got you back in the swing of things and it almost made you forget about everything else and it's very rare that sequels are better than the original uh, i think maverick is probably creme de la creme and leads that category yeah. um dark knight is definitely there but the reason i don't include that is because dark knight rises wasn't better yeah so technically it is the best one but it's not the best sequel because it was the middle movie um, so I don't really put it in the category, but obviously a great sequel to the original. And then you look at something like Jurassic World, which was technically a sequel, and it keeps getting better. And then you look at this one that looks fucking bananas, man. Like, but I love the evolution of it because in the very in the first one, Jurassic Park, they look at it like they're terrified that what yeah. if these these uh, these animals get out of the island? What if there's dinosaurs in existence? And then you get a little tease in the Lost World. Mm -hmm. right with uh jeff goldwyn and then you're like oh that's it okay there's and then the third one no one leaves the island no dinosaurs get off and you're like okay so i guess they're staying on the island forever no big deal <laughs> no big deal and then you see jurassic world and you're like wait a minute are they gonna fucking and then now it's like it's the slow burn of what they all predicted was going to happen 25 30 years ago and that to me is the genius part about this franchise yeah, no, we and uh, I know we're talking Jurassic Park, but we we're also talking sequels. And I gotta drop one of my favorite sequels of all time, Terminator Two: Judgment Day, bro. Ooh, you're not wrong. Terminator Two, brother. That's you're not wrong. You want to talk about a sequel that <laughs> that movie? I I like randomly just have these daydreams of that whole motorcycle scene, bro. Like, oh, hell yeah. He 1000 in the freaking semi truck. Like, epic, dude. And that was all, and that was all done, you know, that was all done in the tunnels in Cali. I mean, that yeah. was all real. Yeah. It's, you know, and they're blowing up fucking semis and stuff. It's awesome. <laughs> freaking sequels, man. You know, no CGI. It'll, a sequel done right will definitely take you, take it to the next place, man. But yeah, dude. Oh, but, so but there is but there is something uh there is something a lot very special about seeing these movies on the big screen. You know, it's, there's a part of me that's like put it to bed already. Yeah. You know, enough with enough with the sequels, you know, re, like you know, they're uh they're rebooting Interview with the Vampire. I heard that and I'm like, really? You know? Come on. Stuff that which, I don't know, I don't think you should. Which not to go on this Tom Cruise podcast because that's kind of what this is all about. That's but that's okay. He deserves his own podcast. Yeah. Um but not to, but that is a movie that in Hollywood you're just run out of ideas. Yes, and you need to go on TikTok and find some creators that are funny and maybe are good actors on TikTok. You need to make a movie around them and make yep. original movies because I'm 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 sick of them rebooting things and and changing things. Now, if you want to Tom Cruise, if you want to make five more Top Gun movies, all right, cool, I get it. I mean. You know, the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, they're coming out with another sequel. That thing made, I don't even know how many billions of dollars, but I heard Todd Phillips just himself, his own paycheck off of sales. He made $40 million off that movie. Wow. Liquid 
of wow. one movie. So he only worked on that for nine months. So, of course, you're going to do another sequel if you made $40 million in less than a year, right? Yep. Uh, so I get it. But at the same time, don't take an old movie like, yeah, you know, Interview with the Vampire and, and make that a reboot. Because that, that was probably one of Tom Cruise's best non-military agent movies. Like, <laughs> you know, like Jerry Maguire, of course, is up there. And but interview with the vampire, man, that was people forget how great that movie was. That's Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise, man. You don't. What else do you need to know? I know. And, you know, it's like it's just, it's interesting. We talked a little bit about Netflix and and, you know, about possibly the quality and stuff kind of going down and some of them, you know, some of the studio being under fire or whatnot. But when you say that, I think of kind of some of the things that are happening in Netflix and and it's exciting, you know, like some of these shows, because. It's interesting, right? Because we, we talked about movies and then you have a show kind of where I'm, I'm trying to touch all the points here, but that's why I'm excited for the Batman because of the spinoff with the Penguin show, you know? Right. I, think, I think that to me, and Marvel kind of started doing that too, right? They were kind of one of the first ones to do it a little bit and now Star Wars is doing it. And I, and I absolutely love it because it just gives it's like reading a good book it's just like anything else you, you can go a little deeper you can dive a little deeper in these characters and that's why i love shows man and so like my goodness man some of these shows and peaky blinders actually what's today's day i think peaky blinders well no i think it comes off the 10th i'm the excited tenth, yeah. blinders you know uh, i wrapped i mean up, you had you had ozark on netflix and right that's ozark my goodness i'm still i think yeah. Dude, not not for nothing, but there. I mean, there's a lot of series out there, but Ozark might be one of my favorite series on the planet. Yeah, you know, for for me, it's up there with Sopranos. I just I love Sopranos, um, and it's a long season, right? Uh, or seasons rather. I think there's yeah. eight or nine seasons, of, eight and a half seasons of Sopranos. But I mean, that to me is like just great storytelling. Um, yeah. A lot of a lot of uh, um, what do you call it? A lot of weaves in the web. Yeah. Right. Ozark is like that to me. You yeah. Know, in terms know, of storytelling and. Yeah. No. Ozark was one of those uh, shows. Really. I mean. I mean, films. Really. Oh my gosh. I mean, as a whole, it's crazy, beautiful film. Yeah. But. You know, Ozark was just one of those. There, there were no throwaway episodes. There were everything mm -hmm. was quality. You know, I think what they ended with was it five seasons or four seasons? I think it was, it was like four. four. Four, four but it would, they separated as technically five. Yeah. yeah, four. And, you know, even though, spoiler alert, even though I <laughs> I didn't want Ruthie to die, I get mm -hmm. it, you know, and, and her career has taken off. She's actually, uh, my goodness, they're looking at her for the biopic for Madonna. I did hear that, yeah. So I'm, I'm super excited for her, man. Really cool. she, so, of course, I mean, you know, maybe it was natural. Hey, we're going to end the show at, at four seasons. Or maybe they're like, you know, we got a lot of badass actors on this show. So we're going to have to wrap it up, guys, because we're, you know, we're we're moving forward. And we're gonna, some of our candidates are going to be in, in movies, you know. And But it was like, man, I, I would have loved to see um, Ruthie kind of play out her life a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. and. I would have been happy seeing Wendy not get away with what she got away with. But then again, that, that's what makes a good show a good show. And even though I still burn in anger towards Wendy, like Wendy's character, that's how you know a character's good. 
Yeah. I am legitimately enraged yeah. towards her. But the thing that's crazy about that is, is that her character is so complex that it's almost like there were, I mean, there, and there's times where I'm like, wow, like, what have they gotten to where they got to without the genius of Wendy? But mm. then the narcissistic gaslighting, you know, freaking psychopath that she is it makes you upset. But then again, it's like it acquired things that help their family move forward. And that's, again, we talked about the, I guess, like the synergy of, of movies and shows in life. That's life. Sometimes it's just like that. And I know that yeah. people don't want it like that because I'm 38 years old, man. I was, I was raised, you know, off of 90 shows you know, full house, family matters, you know, shows that everything was wrapped up at the end, really nice and tight in a beautiful bow. Sisters got in an argument. The younger sister took the older sister's boyfriend and you know what? Danny Tanner made it all better. Yeah. Gonna make it all better in 30 minutes. And I think what's really profound about today's show is that sometimes it's not wrapped up in a bow at the end. Sometimes the bad guy wins and that's just it. That's you just, that's it. And that, that to me is like a, uh, a sign of a great series is when it it goes off the beaten path. It goes off the normal and the acting acting is superb. And you know, there's, there's, there's so many great things out of that, out of that show, but yeah, that was probably one of my favorite parts. Yeah. Uh, if, if I had to pick like one thing that was great about Ozark, is the bad guys win? Yeah, because they got away with a lot. You know, Ruth didn't, of course. Yeah, and I, I did want to see her continue, but then I'm also like, she was becoming a cunt. Like yeah. she, she was almost like, all right, she was with Marty Bird. Marty kept helping her. She's like, fuck you, fuck you. She's wanting to do her own thing and start her own life, but she's literally killed somebody who. Um, not that we haven't had spoilers, but she's literally killed somebody that has ruined the bird family. Yeah. And the bird family could have easily took her out as well, chose not to because they did care about her, but then she doesn't care about them. So she kind of got what they warned her. She got what she deserved and it shows consequences. But then on the flip, which you don't see a lot. So she had to speak and had to kind of take, uh, take her consequences on the chin but the birds didn't, yeah. Which I thought was interesting, right? Because they're they're almost both villains. Yes. So you're thinking to yourself, oh, if if she's toast, they're next, right? Oh yeah. So then when oh boy shows up at the house, I'm like, oh, that's it. He, he's gonna go on a spree. Yep. And then you fucking get that surprise, and you're like, what? Yeah. But I was a little pissed though at that, because then black, it's like, come on, bro. Yeah. And that's wild, you know, like that whole moment, like I. When you really don't know what you don't really know what happened. Yeah. And and you're right, because at the end of the day, we don't we don't know what happened. And right. but and the show's over. So it's like it's one of those. Uh, what is it? Inception. Uh, the top on the table. You know, yeah. will, will we ever know? I don't think it's we'll- a very it, it is a very Christian old thing to do, because remember, he did that shit at Dark Knight Rises, too, with. Fucking oh boy, yeah. with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Remember he was Robin, and then he yeah. goes up, and then that's it. And then you know he does an interview, and they're like, "Yeah, we just wanted to do that just because we wanted to." You know, the whole idea was anybody could be Batman. 
So we ended it there. Mm. And I'm like, you fucking asshole. First of all, <laughs> you should have done, first of all, you should have done a Nightwing spinoff, number Ooh. one, right? With Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I would have been all about it. That would have right? helped his career too. <laughs> yeah, dude. And but, but then again, number two, it's like you're you're showing you're showing anybody could be Batman, but you're hinting the fact that he's Robin. Yes. That kind of upset me a little bit. And I it would have been much better, in my opinion, if he was just never Robin. He was just another Batman. True. Because then it leaves the opening of, I don't know, what if we get eventually a Batman Beyond with Justin Gordon Letta? I mean, you could do a lot of different ways if you wanted to, right? Yeah. But he left the opening closed. Yeah. He left the opening closed. He gives you all that tease. Same thing with Ozark. They give you all that tease and then just black. And you're like, wait, so if we never get a sequel, the rest of my days, I'm going to have to like be stuck in a room clawing at the night, upset that I don't know where, (laughs) what happened. (laughs) Like ripping apart my fucking winter clothes. You motherfucker. (laughs) <laughs> but I so, mean, you know, but that's film. Yeah. yeah. But that's film. You know, it, it keeps you guessing, which is, uh, I love it. which is always great. Yeah. Um, but anyway, dude, we're at like over an hour already. All right. So listen, what, uh, what else do we, what else do we need to talk about? Man, what are the good movies are out there? I'm trying to think. I mean, I, you know, we, we kind of went over the Spider-Man that I didn't want to go back too much further. And I mean, I really, I think is this anticipation for some of the things that are, that are coming out. Um, is there anything in particular that you're really excited about, like the next few uh, months? To be honest, not really. Um, not, not, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna end up watching Jurassic Jurassic World, um, mm-hmm. and I think that's really the only one on the docket. You know, like that I'm like I, I, Thor. You know, I, I I like Thor. I don't love Thor. You know, so it's not really yeah. something that I'm like, man, like I'm I'm super excited about that. Um, so I'm I'm not really excited about Thor. I'm, I don't even know if I'm gonna end up watching it. Um, it's kind of how I know you didn't watch Doctor Strange. So right. Thor was never really one that I was like, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that. You know, it's, so I'll be honest. I think Jurassic World might be kind of it for a little bit. Um, in regards to shows, Peaky Blinders, I'm nipping mm-hmm. at the bit for Peaky Blinders. I absolutely love that show. That's about it for me. What about you? In regards um, to or two. I'm going to live in the nostalgia for a little bit of, of Jurassic world, but of course I'm excited about, you know, like black Adam, I think is going to be great. Okay. Um, it, it makes me optimistic a little bit more in regards to, uh, the reshoots and pushing back all the dates because you heard about that, you know, the new CEO of discovery mm. and HBO max and Warner brothers. So apparently they, uh, this new CEO said the top priority for DC is to, um, continue Henry Cavill's story as Superman. I saw that. So I'm interested to see if that correlates with the reshoots that Black Adam, because he literally just finished reshooting like okay. a couple weeks ago because he had to do a bunch of reshoots. And the movie didn't, you know, they pushed back the date to October. Yeah. So I'm I'm intrigued. Maybe like Henry Cavill gets a fight scene at the end. Which would be dope. Yep. And then maybe we get a Man of Steel 2 but the villain is Black Adam. That'd be interesting. So I'm like optimistic with that type of stuff. And then of course the flash I'm really jacked up about because we got Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. Now what I'm also with that, because I thought that, uh, didn't our boy get in trouble? Didn't he get, he did. He uh, did. And they, they were going back and forth. And I guess they just released a statement saying that, um, you know, the movie's already filmed and we can't do reshoots. 
but we are working hard to ensure Ezra Miller is on his best behavior, and he's he's aware that if he does anything else, that any other movies in the future will God. be uh, non-existent. So I think they're going to continue that story. Okay. Uh, and I think he'll be okay. Hopefully, if he gets into trouble, they'll have to just cut future movies with the flash but who cares i mean you know it is what it is but i'm i'm also intrigued that todd phillips and matt reeves were also in talks of helping dc rejuvenate the dceu yeah so i'm i'm optimistic on, on all that side but non-comic book related i mean i don't know there's a lot of good ones that, like you know stupid stuff like uh avatar 2 is coming out which yeah. i kind of that's a fun movie right and there's like a Hocus Pocus 2 that's supposed to also come out. Yeah. Right? Like uh, just that type of stuff, dude. Like I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm really optimistic in the idea of going to the theater again and um, not going all the time because it is expensive. I think that's probably the one downfall. Um, I like the regal passes and stuff, but I think if they did something along the lines of like, you know, hey, listen, if you go to, I don't know, three movies a month, you get your fourth one free or something like that yeah. just to get more people out more. Um, but they got to do something because I, I, it does worry me a little bit that people aren't going to the theaters and they're not appreciating film, especially after the Batman. I got a lot of pushback on my video because of, you know, my rating and that I said it was the best Batman movie. Yeah. But then I'm like, but you got to see in theaters, you know, a lot of people in the comments, I'm like, did you watch it at home or in the theater at home, at home, HBO max at home, at home. I was like, okay, that's why. Well, that's why, you know, there's a lot of times, man, when, when you're good at something, which you are, you're very good, you know, at, at your podcast and then what you speak of, it's polarizing. So it's like, Hey, yeah. you're going to get those people that agree and they don't agree. And one thing about you that I've always appreciated is that you just put it out there, man. <laughs> Thank you, you put man. it out there. You're real, you're raw, you're genuine. And that's it. Like that's, I appreciate that, man. So no. good, bro. Thank you, man. I appreciate <laughs> you saying that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, that, that's all I'm trying to do, man, is you don't have to listen. That's that's what I always say. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, you, if you didn't like the, my review or if you didn't like my podcast, that's cool, man. Just turn it off, bud. Yeah. But you, but I saw the analytics and you you watched the whole episode. So, <laughs> so, so thank you. So thank, so you, thank you, buddy. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. No, but um, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff coming out, man. So just all good things, man. And I'm just happy where we're going as a society, if we can get back to this route and yeah. we can get back to, you know, movies as a whole and enjoying cinematography and enjoying these three hour flicks in the theater, you know, that, that, that type of experience, especially that, you know, the wife and I started this company, meet cute box, right? Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we've always looked for ways to do date nights and stuff. And one of our first dates was at a, at a movie theater. So, which a lot of people I think could relate with. So with that, it's hard to like, imagine if it didn't exist. I know it's hard to fathom that. Right. Like, and it almost, you, you know, know. but I remember, you know, during COVID it was very, it was very strange. Um, yeah. you know, it was, it was a strange time. And, um, you know, here in Ocala, you know, the Regal, there was huge speculation that our Regal was going to get shut down. And, you know, wow. it, it did of course for COVID it got shut down. And then when it reopened, man, you, nobody was going you know mm. and, and, I, and i understand that you know you're in an enclosed space you know you're you're yeah. in a, if you will you know mm -hmm. with another 30 40 50 100 people on an opening night yeah but you know it's just um it's really cool man to, to 
to be able to go, you know, again, it was as good to be able to go and feel like you are a part of something bigger than yourself. And as cheesy as it sounds, I'll say it one more time. You know, it's to me, it's humanity. It's, mm. I don't know. I, I, it, I don't care how much money you make, what race, religion, what you believe in. If you're a mom, if you're an uncle and whatever, you know, like we're all here because we, and that's one, that's why I love conventions so much comic book conventions we're all here because we appreciate the same thing. We're, we're all in this one room together. And if anything else, if we never say anything to each other and all we do is pass a glance at each other or a smile or a high five and we, I, and we never see each other ever again, at least I knew that I was a part of something. And I think mm. that to me is what the movie experience is about. Well so. said, man. Well said. That was just, <laughs> just round of applause. That was just great. Um, no, dude, I, I think that's a great way to end it because, you know, I, yeah. I didn't know we were going to talk movies so much, but this was awesome. This was a fun time. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to our peaks today. Let's, yeah. let's get Ben on the phone, bro. Ben, what's up? We're calling you. Let's go. <laughs> let's do it. You want me to try <laughs> to call him? I, I'll fucking call him right now. I'm good fuck. No, let's good. make it a movie. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, dude, I like it. And you know, it's, uh, it's the peak of summer, but you know, if you're okay yeah. with it. Oh, I'm good. Yeah, we I'm could good. we could power through. Daddy shorts, bro. <laughs> My man, you know it might be it might be kind of radical to do like a July Fourth thing if you're not doing anything. Yeah, I mean, I am doing something for the July, but what if we filmed it like it was Fourth of July and, and we released it the July? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now we're now we're brainstorming. I love it. Now we're cooking. Thank you, EJ Nieves, for joining uh, the podcast. Uh, it's always fun. It's always a good time. And um, if you don't already, uh, make sure you follow EJ. He is an incredibly talented artist, unbelievable gallery that he has there. He's doing these new things on TikTok. So if you can, EJ, shout out your social so people can follow you there. Guys, you can follow me uh, across everything, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and even Twitter on at official N as in Nancy, E-H-S as in super, official Ness, one word. Love it. All right, EJ, thanks again, man. Keep up the great work, dude. You are an incredible artist, man. Don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. Well done, sir. We appreciate you. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. All right, dude, talk soon.